0: Oilers
2: Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio
1: 630 Chad. We return to
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: dot
1: on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.
2: 134 in Edmonton. I hope you're enjoying International Women's Day. It's Brendan Escott here on Oilers Now inside the final half hour of the show. Reminder that Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. You can get a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the app store. All right. uh, Edmonton Oil Kings are absolutely sizzling. They are sizzling of late. They have won 12 consecutive games and are the number one ranked team in Canadian major junior hockey. To talk about this recent run... We're pleased to be joined on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline by our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Might just be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. It is Oil King's General Manager, Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. You're on with Brendan. How's it going today?
1: Doing well, Brendan. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, thank you. So let's maybe get some of the more uh, influential factors in your mind into what's really... What's really fueled this 12-game winning streak for your team?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's a, there's a couple variables to that. I think, you know, it's... Um we got to a point here after the trade deadline where, you know, we got some pretty, pretty key pieces, obviously getting Ghouli in early December, but him being gone for so long, it was pretty much ended up being almost like a trade deadline acquisition by the time he got back from world juniors. And then, um, we got sort of, and, you know, bringing those two guys in, it took a little bit of time to to find the chemistry and get them in, acclimatized to our group. So, you know, I think, um, you know, once they, they kind of were in the fold for a few weeks, two, three weeks, where they started, you know, fitting in nicely and, uh, which obviously helped bring some more results to our group. And, um, you know, as a whole, I think our team is just coming together a little bit more as a group as well, playing, you know, playing hard and just doing those little detailed things out there on the ice that uh, help you win hockey games night in, night out. What would you consider the identity of the group to be? You know what, I think it's... Uh, I think we have multiple identities to tell you the truth like you know there's nights where we play a real skilled game but uh, we got a pretty heavy team too like we're not af- we're not afraid to to mix it up and play a physical style play too so it's uh, you know there's been games where we're playing against skilled teams and and we can play that kind of back and forth and we can you know the run and gun style of game but uh, you know in some of the games where it's gotten heavier you know we've have the ability to lock things down and and play a little bit more of a tightening checker game and play a little bit more physical. So um, you know it's um, we bring we bring a different game some certain nights, but uh, as a whole, you know I think we like to play a, a pretty up tempo pace style game. You know we like to create lots of offense, have puck possession, and.
2: That's what we've been doing a lot here, especially the last few weeks. It's funny, Kurt, I listened to you describe how the team plays as a whole. It kind of is how I pictured Jake Neighbors in a lot of senses. It's it's to me how he was in St. Louis, where you really get that energy and and the explosive and the the tenaciousness. But he also, uh, since he's come back to you guys, has 41 points in 26 games. So does Jake have that ability to sort of, you know, I guess, adapt his game when it needs to be more physical? And, and set a precedent that way, but he's
1: got the scoring touch there at, at all times. Yeah, he does. You know, he can. he's a, he's a guy that plays in all situations. And, you know, he's a guy that when he's playing his best hockey, he's playing on the edge a little bit. He's getting engaged physically, and, you know, he's giving hits, he's taking hits, and, you know, he's often the guy that's scoring goals right around the net. So, um, you know, for Jake specifically, I think when he's playing, you know, that physical style of game, power forward game that he plays, that's when he's playing his
2: best hockey. Do you watch the team pick up on that? Does he inject that sort of life into the group when he brings it?
1: Oh, and when anyone brings it. You know, I think uh, Jake specifically, you know, he's a pretty vocal guy. And he's a guy that's uh, been here since day one. You know, he really... Um, kind of exemplifies what it is to be an oil king in our minds and you know that's why he was an easy decision to be our cop in this series uh, you know a guy that holds everybody in this room accountable whether it be you know a first year player 16 year old or whether it be you know, one of our veteran guys that played on Team Canada with him, It's uh, you know, he has the ability to do that. And, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, he, he helps make our group so
2: strong um, locally as well. Chatting with the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill on Oilers now. Um, eight straight games, Kurt f- scoring five or more goals. The offense is, is ticking on all cylinders right now. But one thing that I noticed is earlier in the season, you know, the success was always there, but there would occasionally be that one night where it just flopped and there was a 6-1 loss or, you know, something, there was a lopsided loss. And that really, it seems like it's been cleaned up. Is there anything in particular you've seen sort of uh, button up in in the way that the team is playing so that those those
1: one-off games have uh, fallen by the wayside? You know, again, I think it's referring back to just kind of the habits. You know, it's something, you know, Brad and the group preach. um, Our coaching staff preaches to the guys all the time, and you know, I think it's something that our group in the room has taken ownership of as well. Where, you know, some games where we've maybe maybe taken somebody lightly, or we've gone into a game and just, you know, maybe have tried to play too offensive, or you know, just have played outside our element a little bit, and we get caught. Um, You know, you get down a couple, couple early, and. We haven't seemed to be able to climb back into a few of those, but, uh, you know, lately it's uh, even... We've had a few leads here, and over this stretch that we've given up to, and it just seems when, when we've allowed teams to even try to get back in the game a little bit, our guys just you know, they put their foot down on the pedal and they really uh, take take over the game. And when, when it's gotten close, Dylan
2: Gunther experiencing another strong stretch, 36 goals in 46 games, and he didn't get off to the hottest start this year. But did he have a Gordie Howe hat trick over
1: the weekend? You know, is he showing you a little bit a different side to his game? I was uh, I don't know if I'd call it much of a much of a fight but uh the gloves came off for both of them and they had a had a quick Quick jostle there, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. It's one of those things. Like, probably as a for sure as a general manager and a coach, when you see uh, Dylan Gunther dropping the gloves, you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't really know if we need him doing that. But uh, you know, now that it was over and uh, he's okay and everything, I think it's uh, you know good for him for uh, I guess standing up for himself and showing he's got a little bit of that bite in him too.
2: Yeah, for sure. Now he's not even the leading scorer on the team this year. That is currently held by Josh Williams, the overaged forward. Uh, I guess I won't ask you if there's any teams sniffing around on him but you know you got a guy that's got 71 points in 54 games and i'm sure provides a lot more than just on the box sheet as well just maybe a few thoughts from you kurt on what williams has meant to the room and and perhaps more of an unsung role in some sense given the star power
1: Yeah, you know, he brings, a, obviously, he wears a letter for us. He brings a pretty significant leadership role. He's been in the league for, you know, five years, obviously. And, you know, it was something go, going back to my first year. I know when we, you know, Williams is a guy I remember scouting in Bantam um, when I was working for the Western League. And, you know, when he, in his early years, we know we, we all know he was ranked high in the NHL draft the first year and it didn't happen. And when we were going through that trade and we sent uh, Brett Kemp to Medicine Hat for him, you know, we always, we always really felt like he was going to be a guy at, you know, kind of the late second half at 18 and 19 and 20 that was really going to start to score. And, you know, he's always had that ability to score goals. He's got a knack for the net. Um, he's got an elite shot. And, you know, it seems that uh, the last couple of years, it's all come together for him here. And he's he's been really consistent, I would say, is the biggest thing I've noticed in his game at 19 and 20, where, you know, at 17 and 18, he'd kind of go through st- stretches where he'd get hot and he'd cool off a bit, but, you know, at 19 and 20, he's, uh, you know, found a way when, when maybe he's a little bit cooler to play his B game and still find a way to produce on the score sheet. Kurt Hill's the general manager of the Edmonton
2: Oil Kings, who are first in the Eastern Conference right now, and so far the only team to actually clinch a playoff spot out of the East, but a 10-point division lead over Red Dear Kurt, just talk about maintaining the focus and the determination, and and avoiding resting on and any laurels, in a sense. Yeah, again,
1: it's it's we we talk about it a lot. It's it's day by day here. You know, it's we we still got 15 games left in our season. It's you know we're 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 still a pretty significant six weeks away from even getting to to starting the playoffs. So, you know, we're just we're game by game right now, and you know i think we're still in a pretty big battle here i know our group inside the room would you know they want to finish first in the league and they want to have home ice throughout, throughout the playoffs and uh, you know that's a goal that they have as well so i mean that's something that we're striving towards and uh, You know that's a good way to keep your focus off uh, looking into the playoffs and and focusing on the regular season stuff. I have a
2: a sneaking suspicion I know the answer to this next question, but you know you get the number one designation in the CHL, and I imagine that's something you try just to you know the fans can be excited about that. But let's keep it out of the dressing room. I'm sure. Um, Is that tougher to do when you when you've got a younger team like that and thinking that holy smokes, there's a lot of potential in here. How do we how do we keep cool heads when we're being talked about as as the team?
1: with the target on our backs yeah it's interesting you know it's our guys well we went into the season like that and we, you know we had some ups and downs and some rockiness and we dropped and we've been back up and you know i think it's something obviously it's hard as a player you know it, it's posted all over social media and people are talking to you about it so it's something that's hard for them you know not to not to see and know, and know that our team's there but Again, it's felt like all year we've had a we've had teams playing their A game against us, and you know our guys probably why we've gone on a a pretty good winning streak here. It's that consistency and that understanding that every night we're going to get every team's A game, and you know everybody wants to beat us right now. And our guys, uh, you know, they look forward to being up to that challenge every night. And uh, how much is
2: the boost of fans being back in the building? I know you had the two on the weekend, one at Rogers Place, one at the Saddle Dome. That's it's got to be just, you know, uh, a boost. Boost that may not have been there before, especially when you're talking about the kids and the emotion level of, with the Western Hockey League games.
1: You know the weekend was tremendous, and even going back to some of the home games we've had here lately, the Winnipeg game was, you know, over eight thousand. The playoff atmosphere—it's been, uh, you know, I think one thing that for the players that it really probably makes it feel like um, is things getting back to normal a little bit. You know, seeing that, seeing so many fans in the building, and just getting on the road and seeing buildings more full on the road as well, and you know that energy, you it just—it's it, there for the guys and. That, you know it makes it a little bit easier for them to feed it off of. It was, it was interesting last year playing in empty buildings and trying to create your own energy and um, you know it 's nice to have fans and you know hear a little bit of emotion throughout the game when, when you make a nice play or a big hit or whatever it may be.
2: Certainly, and in those western league ranks where it can get loud with you know your, your three or five thousand two and that 's what you're looking at in the next three games right you 've got the road swing that starts in Medicine Hat tomorrow. Just give me a bit of a preview of what you're staring down in the next three.
1: Yeah, we got medicine hat tomorrow night and uh, then we're, we're home we're in swift for two on friday and saturday so our group uh, actually skated here this morning and and hit the road for the road trip so it's uh, yeah our last uh, you know longer road trip of, of the, the regular season anyways and you know i think our guys are are looking forward to getting on the road and and playing some of those uh, small community rinks always appreciate the update kurt thanks for the time today
2: man and good luck here in this next stretch yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Again, 41-11, 2-1. That's a lot of winning this year. And in some of those games, I mentioned to Kurt, the the one-off, like the 6-1 drubbing at the hand of Saskatoon. You kind of throw that one out with the bathwater, I think. This is a, this is a stacked team on paper. It's going to be a fun playoff run for the Oil Kings when that gets going in about six weeks' time. And... Uh, Yeah, you can't say enough about the number one ranked team in major junior hockey. Oilers on a bit of a different run right now. We'll uh, re-engage the text line and wander down that path once more with some of your thoughts as we wrap up the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott with you and it's 147 in Edmonton.
1: This is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630Chad.
2: On International Women's Day, it's 149 in Edmonton, you know Hart. And if you're from the 80s and you're an Oilers fan, you also know the magic man, Kent Nilsson. <laughs> Double entendre. All right. We have some audio that's uploaded most graciously by Reed Wilkins, who was following the beat at practice this afternoon while we were on air. You were listening to me. I was talking to you when the
0: Oilers were working on the power play. Here's Jay Woodcroft. I think there's a few things you look at when, when you're looking at the success of power plays. I think we can do a better job in the face-off circle, establishing an early shot, um... Our breakouts can improve um, in terms of our, our entry success level and our ability to, to move pucks under pressure. Now, that said, that's last night's game. I know the number isn't where anyone wants it to be over the last uh, few months or so, um, but for me... Uh, it's our first chance uh, since since uh, came up here a few weeks ago uh, to really uh, dive in on it and, and get some good work. And I thought, uh, without taxing our people, we're able to to get a lot of touches today. Get them towards the net
2: period. Like, get the shots towards the net. This this trying to throw the bullet pass across the rink to set up Leon Dreisaitl's sharp-angled one-timer, I'm tired of seeing that. And sorry if that's too frank. I'm tired of seeing it. Work the puck around, fire it on net, and let some of the mercenaries that you purchased to stand in front of the net and cause problems actually do that. That's my two cents. One of those guys is Evander Kane, who's actually been finding the net uh, with reasonable frequency since he's joined. The Oilers, and he's going to the dirty places to get some of these goals. He got engaged with Kachuk last night. We all love to see it. Here's Kane on that. I think
1: just kind of fighting for inside position off the draw, trying to uh, just establish a presence. And you know, he wanted to do the same thing. And uh, you know, he's obviously, uh, you know, we know what he's about. So um, you know, there's never uh, a lot of backup to that talk. <laughs> I. All right, Uh,
2: when's the next one? You don't even have to wait a month for the fourth installment of the Battle of Alberta. Uh, But Calgary is in a playoff position. They will make the playoffs this year. I think that's a foregone conclusion at this point. Edmonton, they've got quite the playoff chase in front of them. Here's the head coach.
0: And when we say we want to keep our pitcher small or stay present or focusing on what we today. It's not uh, having your head in the sand and and not realizing what is going on around the league or anything like that. But our focus is is on trying to take care of what's immediately in front of us. We realize the amount of games that we have left. We realize that we have to start banking uh, points, um, but we also realize that each game is worth two points. Um, our hope and aim heading into each day is is to get those two points, but at the end of that game, that game is finished and you move on to the next thing. So for us, we're trying to um, focus on Like I said, staying present and uh, making sure that there is a level of urgency each game that we play that is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft thanks to Reed Wilkins for uh, cutting
2: up some of that audio there from practice this afternoon the Oilers getting set to host Washington tomorrow on 6.30 Chad we got it figured out I mean it's kind of part of the job when you're hosting the show with the Oilers name in it 6 o'clock puck drop tomorrow 6 o'clock we've got coverage on 6.30 Chad starting at 4.30 with the face-off show and these points are all important now I mean Basically, we've got it narrowed down that you're looking anywhere between 16 and 19 wins and the next 25 or the remaining 25 Oilers games if they're going to really make a run at the playoffs here. And if we're looking at this team for three more weeks without Yessa Pogliarvi and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, then that's, that's going to be a real tough road to hoe. That's all I'm going to say about that. We'll see when they come back and the team gets, you know, replenished by some of these bodies coming back off the injured reserve. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. Fly nonstop on a great Oilers road trip with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play the Preds in Nashville for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. 1988 was a pretty big year for this franchise. Right? Well, that day, this day back then, the Oilers traded Andy Moog to Boston for Bill Ranford and Jeff Cournell. Ranford went on to play in parts of nine seasons for the Oilers, winning the Stanley Cup in 88 and 90. Cournall was traded just four months later to Washington for Greg Adams. Staying Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines. You'll see the Oilers play the Preds for only $1,750. Call New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com Come. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Tonight. He will have NHL on Rogers Analyst. You heard him on the call last night if you watch the TV broadcast. Kelly Rudy will join Reed, as will U of A Golden Bears forward Noah Philp. Eight points. Eight points in two games in the semifinals. Yeah, and they're getting ready to host the final, the Canada West final uh, next weekend. Also, U of A Panda's volleyball player, Corey White. There you go. So a loaded show coming up on Inside Sports later. Tomorrow on this very program... Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, as well as the uh, political affairs columnist at the Edmonton Journal, and then NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Right now, again, Edmonton uh, has a 39.5% chance to make the playoffs per sports club stats. Lots of work to do in the next five. They're all at home. Washington tomorrow, Saturday at Tampa or versus Tampa, bay and then tuesday thursday saturday of next week detroit buffalo new jersey that's 10th 14th and 12th in the eastern conference those are winnable games and the oilers need some wins right now big time all right uh appreciate you contributing in any manner you may have done that today. Usually it's the text line. And uh, we will be back tomorrow at noon with Bob Stoffer in the host chair. Again, you know the guest list. My name is Brendan Escott. We'll send it off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breakenridge from two to three, and then six thirty Ched afternoons with Jalen Nice. So long, everybody from the 630 Ched Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.